0: The is over. They say that all good things must end.
1: Kind of a sports feel. This is what Don Meredith used to sing when the game was getting over on Monday Night Football. Derek Hanson with you, Couch Potato Radio, on the Mighty 790 KFGO. If we have time, we'll play back uh, Chase Miller and I talking to Dave Richmond, the head coach of the NDSU Bison basketball team. They get their first home game, as Dan Michaels and I were talking about since a leap year on February 29th of 2020, and then, boy, a week later, the world changed, that's for sure, and we will uh, have that if we have time, but this man and I usually get pretty chatty, So, it, and if you want to join us on the Laney's uh, KFGO studio, line 237 5948 You can text us 35270, that's how you reach us here at KFGO, just put Derek for Derek Hansen and We'll get that all squared away, but uh, Dr. Jeff Baumgartner, speaking of NDSU from the NDSU Political Science, Criminal Justice Department is with us. Hello, sir. How have you been?
0: I'm doing well, Derek. And you?
1: I am uh, I am not complaining so far. We're into the new year. The weather is pretty mild. Uh, you know, we got some uh, NFL playoffs this week and all six games on KFGO, so it's going to be good to chill. and. You know, think about it. Next week, we're already in the middle of January, so we're just we're chipping away at this bad boy right now. And then, who knows? Oh, b- baseball I will be agree. here before we know it.
0: I know that is actually kind of exciting, and and yeah, I mean the uh, the winter has been pretty tolerable so far, and and the idea that we're already maybe halfway through it, or um, uh, that's that's encouraging as well uh, to be you know approaching the middle of January, and you could still see large uh, swath of, uh, you know, brown grass, uh, uh, you know, and uh, uh, we have temperatures on at least, you know, often approaching uh, the freezing mark uh, above. And so, yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with the winter so far.
1: Yeah, it's hard not to be, It's uh, you know, considering that if, well, 20 degrees, people always say to me, how can you stand on? Well, it, if, as long as it's above zero, it's weird how you get used to it, right? I mean, you can tolerate it, I should say, as long as it's not too windy, but... If it's uh, below zero, the old, old English season might uh, system might be outdated compared to the metric system. But the one thing it had temperature wise is zero and below is really cold to me. And even yeah. when, and when when you get when you have a few forty degree below windshield days, which we haven't had much of, uh, we had a little. Yeah. But but uh, it, it is kind of di- weird how even ten above. After having a few, it's not bad out if it's not windy. I mean, I've done a lot of ice fishing. so uh, Exactly. It's very strange. Well, um, I don't know what more to say about yesterday. I, I, I guess I'm in a weird spot, and I said to the, this to you off the air. I guess maybe I'm so numb by what I've seen in 2020 going back to, you know, a woman getting beat up in a wheelchair in a Minneapolis Target, and, you know, she was instigating stuff. But, yeah, I mean, she was in a wheelchair. She probably shouldn't have tried to stop looters. In that scenario, but, and, and seeing what I saw yesterday, I just, I, I'm just looking at the world like it's crazy and I, I, I can't get angrier. or I'm just, I just, I'm fed up with everything, the extremes on, on, with everyone and going back to the summer. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It does feel like sort of a, just a long drawn out episode with, with, you know, actors on both sides to be sure. Uh, but, uh. It's just been a, you know, since the summer, it has been sort of an alternate universe um, uh, where we've just seen a lot of things that we normally do not see. Uh, it's been weird. Of course, COVID has made everything uh, all the weirder, uh, uh, supremely weird, to be sure. Um, and then, yeah, the spectacle of, of protesters breaching the Capitol, uh, uh, just sort of, I, I know we're just into 2021, but it. It does It does seem sort of uh, in place for how 2020 has gone.
1: The reason I played Willie Nelson, the party's over, is because you and I talked about, like, a month ago now, and I thought, you know, 2024, watch out for him. The Republicans got to be careful because they don't want him breaking off and doing this third-party thing. But I really think in 24 hours, yeah, he's going to have a following if he wants to be active. But I'm telling you, there's friends of mine who have been a long time, more conservative Republicans and really got on the Trump train who are like, what is this? And mainly because they're so vocal against all the protests we saw last summer, right, that turned into riots and vandalism. And to see that, it, it really disgusted them. So that kind of tells me that. And, of course, Kevin Kramer and you know Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, people like that are kind of speaking out more against Trump all of a sudden with two weeks to go left in his uh, presidency. But. I, I just think that if some of the never-Trumper Republicans wanted to flush him out, this is going to be probably the first step.
0: Well, it won't take never-Trumpers. It'll take just regular Republicans, uh, yeah. uh, who are exactly the reasons that you said. I, I think the never-Trumpers are not going to be very welcome broadly into the Republican Party again. They spent too much time not only disparaging Trump, which, okay, fine, if you don't like Trump, but they disparage regular Republicans who voted for Trump policies. They promoted Democrats and Democrat policies. So I, I don't see uh, Never Trumpers ever having a major role in the party again, uh, regardless of uh, how far Trump's stock falls. But but regular Republicans uh, certainly, I think, are prepared to be done with Trump. I was on uh, Joel's uh, TV show a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, and I predicted uh, that that Trump wouldn't run in 2020 for and he wouldn't be a super huge player. I thought he could be possibly something of a power broker, uh, um, uh, but uh, but that for the most part, uh, you know, people are going to be done with Trump. That was interesting. It was odd. We got some stuff that we wanted from him, but most sort of conventional Republicans are going to move on and probably identify a conventional candidate. I think I was right then, but now I think I'm particularly right. I think I think Trump. Uh, is done in the Republican Party and in the mainstream Republican Party. Um, uh, Yeah, he will certainly have some followers. Um, And and the irony is that uh, I think he's done for reasons. um, You know, I think over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, certainly some of his behavior has been clownish. um, uh, But, uh, uh, you know, I think I think. There's gonna be a lot of people who don't even blame Trump for uh, what happened yesterday, but just associate it with Trump and Trump's presence in the office that chaos seems to reign uh, and uh, um, you know even when there's you know uh, people that maybe have legitimate grievances or protests or they think they have some legitimate things to protest uh, that that sort of under the Trump administration under the Trump presidency we had. Yeah, we had the riots of past summer, and we have now this, this spectacle of of yesterday. And they just want to be done with the with the circus.
1: Dr. Jeff Baumgartner with us from North Dakota State University, the Criminal Justice Political Science Department. Well, let me ask you on that because I I think you're right because I I thought I underestimated. I thought that people around him would be able to talk about being savvy enough to say, "Hey, let's let's you'll you'll be relevant for four years. Let's run again in 2024 and just <laughs> and just be a pain in the butt." But after I heard the phone call with the Secretary of State of Georgia, I'm like, okay, this guy is truly delusional. <laughs> you know, what right. I mean, I mean that just this guy really doesn't understand. And at some point, you have to take the loss, knowing that you can fight to live another day. He doesn't understand that. I mean, the narcissistic personality he has, obviously, he's not going to get over this loss. And that, and that, and we always use the term doubling down. He keeps on doubling down and just makes his situation worse.
0: Right. Right. Well, and not only not only might he have been trying to fight to live another day, I think even if he had left on the highest of notes, I don't think Republicans would have gone to him in 2024. I really don't. But uh, but but now he's he's not only not lived to fight another day, but he squandered uh, any potential fondness people might have had for some of the things that at least from a Republican standpoint that he did accomplish. Uh, there were some good things that were done uh, during the Trump administration, despite all the headwinds that he had uh, and despite him being a, you know, a huge obstacle to himself. Um, But, uh, but those things aren't going to be remembered. Uh, The, the, you know, he, he has really um, uh, frittered away at his own, his his own legacy, unfortunately. Uh, And yeah, he just, he just could not help himself from, from doing that apparently. And, and, uh, and it's, yeah, it's unfortunate, not just for, uh, him, perhaps people don't have to have sympathy for him, but there was a lot of committed, uh, people, uh, who, who were committed to certain policies and, uh, an agenda and, you know, much of which was accomplished. Um, and, you know, and their hard work is sort of, uh, is sort of, uh, you know, tossed <laughs> to the, to the, to the waste bin as well. So, um, it, it's, yeah, it's, a it's a very, uh, 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 unfortunate ending for uh, the Trump uh, presidency, which has been plagued by, um, you know, a lot of uh, self-inflicted wounds and a lot of unfair wounds from uh, from the outside. So it, it's it, it's perhaps a fitting end <laughs> to this uh, administration if only because it's been so marred by the trust.
1: Well, you mentioned it. I, I think it's interesting when you said there were some accomplishments, and I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, with you, lean more conservative, what is his legacy going to be? Because you talk about the the balance of the Supreme Court supposedly being more lopsided is something that Republicans have been since I've been around since 1993. They've wanted, right? I mean, you know, more right. more of a majority, uh, a tax cut. I mean, there's you know that that's one of the bigger things and a few other things. But is that all washed away if we go back to you know more of the classic battles that we had? Let's say in the Newt Gingrich Speaker of the House era.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it obviously the effects of those policy successes like, you know, conservative judges, not just in the Supreme Court, but, uh, you know, in the uh, federal district courts and in the appellate courts as well. I mean, those, th- that's going to continue, but he won't be remembered for that. He won't be fondly remembered for that. He missed an opportunity. And everyone's, you know, stock kind of rises post-presidency, right? I mean, uh, even after he lost uh, this election. Um, his his uh, approval rating kind of went up a little bit. I don't know if you remember that in the in the early polls, sort of in the days after the election, despite him complaining that he hadn't lost it. Um, I mean, everyone sort of is looked upon a little bit more favorably, favorably when you're looking back, you know, backwards at them. I think Trump ruined that for himself. uh, uh, And even among Republicans, he's not going to be sort of fondly remembered uh, for the judges. He's not going to be fondly remembered for uh, Operation Warp Speed. He's he's not going to be fondly remembered for what was a really strong economy prior to COVID. He's not going to be remembered for, uh, yeah, the tax cuts and deregulation. Uh, These things are going to get sort of lost in history when even as a one-term president, he could have uh, pointed to a lot of his successes and said, yeah, maybe you didn't like my style or my bravado, but I got a lot done for you. But now he just looks like a clown uh you know uh, respectfully to those who maybe are still uh supportive of his uh temperament but uh he just it just is really uh kind of i think ruining his his, uh, his legacy and his reputation you know it was always always in tatters with some um but uh with republicans i think there was had been a lot of, mainstream republicans there has been a lot of gratitude for the, some of the things he's accomplished but now i think everybody almost everybody is 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 ready uh to kind of uh move on from the chaos uh and i think I think that's unfortunate that that Trump has sort of kind of done that uh to himself, having said that derek i gotta i gotta point out that you know I'm kind of a stickler for details and so you know and this is maybe where some of the and you might disagree with me, I don't know, but um you know I can't find I didn't watch trump's speech uh yesterday in real time, and of course everyone has uh, censored it and taken it down, so I can't find uh you know uh, cl- uh, yeah I could find clips, but I can't find you know sort of the whole thing, but I did find what looked like an entire transcript and and uh where I was able to Google or not google but uh search word search within the transcript uh comments about uh the capital and 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 so forth um you know there was references to you know we literally references that we need to go peaceably over to the capital capital and peacefully make known our you know our uh concerns or whatever, but I mean, I don't see a lot of inciting language in that speech. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think because of the way Trump has handled this, uh, he's even going to take on, uh, I think, the blame for some things that, that, that really, uh, the, the blame is explained through a, a myriad of factors and not just any, any one thing that Trump may have said yesterday. Yeah, I think
1: uh, more than what he said. I think the one after where he, he mentioned the fact that you know it's time to go home now. I love you. You're very special to me. <laughs> just I mean the whole thing is just bizarre. And of course, the uh, I mean the, the guy who's really gotten uh, bizarre is and when Rudy Giuliani, I think we brought up combat or something. So people are you know taking that for whatever. I I, I think the the biggest thing about this and. and more than anything for the people that I know that are really good friends of mine that are Trump supporters, the toughest thing that they're having a tough time swallowing is going back to what happened last summer is that now there's no, I mean, they don't have the higher ground when it comes to vandalism, right? Because even if there's agitators and that's the big thing and some are just totally been debunked on that. And I think there is, I mean, anytime you have protests, there are agitators sometimes we've, I mean, it doesn't matter what side of the uh, protest there is. This has been well known. But if you really are truly a, a a Trump supporter that doesn't want to see any vandalism, you grab the guy and say, no, we're not doing that, right? I mean, and that's the same thing that, you know, we saw that a little bit in Fargo, even when they, we had the situation the first uh, Saturday in June of 2020. People are like, what are you doing? And then it's just a it snowball from that. And I think that's one of yeah. the toughest thing, one of the toughest pills to swallow for a lot of the Trump supporting friends I know.
0: Yeah, they, they. I mean, there certainly is sort of the diminished uh, sort of moral high ground, uh, at least at least perception-wise. I mean, maybe some of the people didn't grab those other people because they weren't there at the police line to begin with. I mean, uh, yeah, you right. know, I think the, the the tens of thousands of people that didn't, you know, storm the Capitol building, uh, you know, might not have been in a position to pre- to prevent that. But uh, I mean, it is, it, you know, that that's just another example though of where, you know you know, we, you know, we, we see how, how things have shifted. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I remember CNN telling me that Minneapolis was burning down peaceably. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, and now of course they, they, they're talking about insurrection, um, you know, for these, uh, for these, you know, essentially trespass violations, which, you know, I think are, Horrible. I think I told you separately when we communicated last night, despicable. They were despicable. You know, these breaches, breaches into Target or burning down a liquor store is despicable. And and sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office and vandalizing the Capitol and assaulting police officers there is despicable. Um, And I think I think there's a lot of Republicans that I think are going to, you know, if 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 media were honest, uh, they would they would recognize that Republicans are being consistent. A lot of name Republicans are being consistent in criticizing both what they saw yesterday yeah. as well as what they saw uh, in times you know back in the summer or, 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 and whatnot. Whereas there was a number of Democrats who continued to excuse uh, and, and and qualify uh, some of the uh, violence that we saw uh, post George Floyd.
1: Yeah, well, and. No, I think most that I saw. I mean, even you know, Vice President Biden said, "Hey, no, no violence, right?" I mean, I think for the the most of them, I I was a little head scratching at some of the stuff I saw on Facebook saying, "Hey, it's just bricks and that can be replaced." I was like, "What? No, I let's make a rule, right. Doctor Baumgartner. I don't care what the issue is, no vandalism, right? I just no. I mean, correct? Yeah, I mean, just yeah, no, no vandalism, no, yeah. ops,
0: no throwing rocks yeah. at cops. Uh, yeah, this this should be something we all agree on, and uh, <laughs> said- maybe.
1: Yeah, Well, let me ask you that. Put your law enforcement uh, hat on. Um, The Capitol Police, it sounds like the head of it's going to resign next week. Uh, That was bizarre. I mean, i I just getting around it. The third person to the chair of the Oval Office, I mean, their office, and I guess more than anything, and I've said this for a while, as simmering hot as politics have been, and I would say even before, you know, back when Trump was doing The Apprentice, it's been pretty hot, right? Yeah. Um, right. I, You know, some of these well-known names, uh, whether it be senators or, I mean, here you have Mitt Romney, a former Republican candidate, by the way, sitting in the airport getting harassed. I mean, security might be a thing that we have to talk about for some of these, you know, speakers of the houses or the majority leaders or whatever. I mean, they have to get mail on threats, you would think.
0: Oh, I'm sure they are. And, and you know, even, even uh, non-leadership senators like Senator Romney. Um, there are mechanisms when there are real uh, genuine threats to to provide that senator or a member of Congress with with security details, both in Washington and back home. But but perhaps Romney hasn't felt the need for that yet. But I I mean, that too, I mean, I find harassing uh, members of Congress like Senator Romney or or even if if it were Democrats traveling home or whatever, I, I just... I find all of that so uncivil uh and, oh. and uh and and I yeah you do wonder if we're going to be able to get back to a place where where there's a little bit more uh normal order but uh um but right now I'm not I'm not terribly I'm not terribly optimistic just because everyone is both sides are really doubling down on uh uh you know sort of on demonizing the other side you know talking resolutions to throw out republicans who who have dared to do what Democrats have done against every Republican president in my lifetime, which is to uh, cash shade on the validity of their elections? So, um, so I, I mean, it's you know all of that on both sides is going to have to uh, ratchet down a little bit, and, and before we probably see any any resu- resumption of, of of normal order.
1: Dr. Jeff Baumgartner, with us from the Political Science Criminal Justice Department at North Dakota State University. I'm Derek Hanson. This is Couch Potato Radio. On the Mighty 790 KFGO. We talk about sports. We talk a little pop culture sometimes. And now we're talking a little politics. You mentioned that as far as uh ratching it down. And as you know, I like to look in kind of strategy of politics more, and I don't look at everything on the surface, as you know. I, I kind of like to look below what's going on. And I have to say this, uh, and I'm going blank on his name right now, the Ohio representative who came out and said, Hey, you know, we got to look at the 25th Amendment here. And what And as you know, i probably lean left more, not totally, but uh, maybe two-thirds to three-quarters since about 2003. But but Speaker Pelosi, she just can't get out of her own way, right? Because if I'm a Democratic strategist, I'm telling everyone, sit down, shut up, and let the GOP eat their own. And and, I mean, I don't get that at all. They can't help themselves. The last thing that you need right now is – the talks of impeachment or 25th amendment from the Democratic side they're doing your dirty work for you it's ridiculous
0: right right yeah I uh, I, no, I I agree with you entirely um, uh, it just shows you that Trump's not the only one who uh, who steps on his own message or gets his, in his own way uh, both sides seem to have a propensity to do that because they're so blinded by you know kind of their rage against the other side so, um, uh, and in this case, yeah, you're right. I think, uh, I think if the, if the Democrats should sit back, grab some popcorn, oh. they've got the, uh, got the house, they've got the Senate, they should just, they should just watch and enjoy the ride for the right? next of days oh. and, and just, and just, uh, you know, they know their reward is in less than two weeks and they can just watch Republicans beat up themselves. Uh, and, uh, but no, they gotta, they gotta jump in with the 25th. It's, a, it's like. just
1: ridiculous. I, they can not help themselves. It, it drives it drives me crazy. It's part of the reason I just I, I, I shake my head at this because yeah. their communication, their strategy, whatever, and they still fumble their way into getting all houses. now. I mean it's, I mean, it's yeah. just it's amazing. Yeah. It's like watching the Vikings have five turnovers against the Saints in the two thousand ten uh, <laughs> NFC it's Championship right. game. It, right. it, it's I mean there's a lot of shenanigans by the Saints. I get it, but boy, they they you' your own worst enemy sometimes. When it comes to okay. that, um, right. what, what do the, where do the Republicans go from there? I mean, there's no doubt with all what happened yesterday, the Georgia thing probably isn't talked about enough, right? A, I was a little surprised that president Trump, uh, actually campaign in Georgia. It didn't work out for them. Georgia, yeah. you know, if we're going to have mail and balloting the way we have in Georgia and we're going to have the situation that could be purple or blue for a while now, couldn't it?
0: Right. I think so. Yep. I think so. Um, and, and I think, I think, you know, there's a, there's going to be, again, I don't think Trump's going to have a prominent role in the Republican party, which means there's a lot of, uh, you know, come late to the party Republicans that are probably going to leave the party or not get involved in politics anymore. They, you know, they've, they're, you know, they're, they guys done, and they're just not that interested in conventional politics anymore. So that, uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, Groups that Stacey Abrams and others are affiliated with can keep uh, Democrats, young Democrats energized. Uh, yeah, that is uh, at, at best for Republicans a purple state. It's uh, gonna take some effort to, to pull them back. We, and it's not like we haven't seen this in the South already. I mean Virginia yeah, but that that includes the you know Metro DC right. and so we kind of understood that. But North Carolina, uh, I mean that is uh, you know that that you know dangerously came close to going, uh, a, a Democrat uh, in the presidential election. And ha- I believe they have a Democratic governor. Uh, so there's you know, statewide office holders that are Democrats there. So um, now the South is not, uh, is not a sure thing for Republicans. I think the good news for Republicans is they've got four years to kind of rebrand. And I think there's going to be some real outreach, for example, to the Hispanic community, um, trying to capitalize on kind of their sort of pro family values and, and Catholic anti abortion values, things like that. I think there's gonna be some efforts there. Uh I think uh, you know, I think the Republicans, if they are smart, uh will try to, you know, nominate somebody uh a bit more youthful um and uh, dynamic. Again, I I I think I told Joel uh that uh you know uh, you know, I think Nikki Haley would be a really, uh, a really, uh, you know, promising prospect. Uh, I still like Marco Rubio, and a lot of people still like Ted Cruz. But uh, you know, somebody like Nick, Nikki Haley, I think would 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 be uh, would be fantastic. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what they do. Um, uh, and uh, you know, my prediction again is that is that President Trump just doesn't have. Uh, much sway in 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 what's coming down the road in, in three or four years for the Republicans.
1: Well, I'll, I'll finish up kind of by saying, you know, Ted Cruz, though, because I've said this to a lot of uh, my Democratic friends today, the, the last thing that you, that, that Democrats should do, because they should keep on driving the wedge, I mean, you know, down the road here, you're right, they should sit mm-hmm. and eat popcorn now for the next two weeks, but I mean, they got to keep on Reminding Ted Cruz, yeah, this guy made fun of your wife's appearance and now you went out and tried to, you know, challenge the election for him. <laughs> you know I mean? They, they, right, right, I mean, if what we're looking at is the end of Trump looking really bad, Democrats can't let people forget that, right? And I guess that's right. where the primary season is going to be pretty interesting coming up in 2023.
0: Yeah, I think there's going to be, and, and, and media will help them, but I think the Democrats are going to really uh, spend some time <clears> – <throat> You know, uh sort of galvanizing this negative image of Trump for all the uh you know the you know Democrats already don't like Trump, but for everyone else, you know, kind of galvanizing yeah, this guy was bad news, and if you were uh, in any way connected to him, you must be bad news too uh I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do that, and so people like Ted Cruz, uh, who was a pretty significant ally, um yeah, maybe he is gonna be harmed by that, I don't know Ted Cruz is pretty dynamic and articulate, he probably can, uh, you know, uh, make a name in his own right once again. Uh, but, uh, um, and he, you know, he even has some, he has some, uh, argument that he was acting on principle if, if he could, yeah, you're right. He made fun of my wife and I still did the right thing. You know, I mean, he can, he can, uh, if anything, he can, he can point to the fact that, you know, I didn't always like the guy, but I still think that, uh, I was doing the right thing on principle by defending, you know, the integrity of the election or whatever. But uh, it's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for uh, Democrats to lay some punches on Republicans, uh, even while they control uh, all three, uh, you know, the two branches of the the Congress or the two houses of Congress and the the presidency. Uh, I think they're going to be able to, I'm fairly confident they'll they'll, uh, figure out a way to get Manchin on board to eliminate the filibuster um and push some things through uh and uh um and republicans are just going to be you know they're going to have to just figure out who they are going forward for the next couple of years they'll have lots of opportunity to be an opposition party and that can be helpful that can be a sort of a comfortable place to be while you're trying to figure out who you are again but um but uh you know certainly in a couple of years they better have some idea of where they're going and hopefully they have some success in the house if you're a republican uh, but uh, but at the presidential level, they really got to uh, I think they've got to make some uh, some some changes um, and and figure out what you know, who they want to be. The standard bear has got to be something less chaotic uh, than what we had this last
1: time. Yeah. Well, my party shot to the Republicans is 2009 proved they're a better opposition party than they are actually at, with the leadership. But that that's a whole right. that's a whole different thing. I, I want to wrap up here. Dr. are talking about, and going back to what you said before about his legacy, because as time goes along, you are correct, the fact that we look back more fondly at people forgetting all the warts, right? And I I look at, you know, think about, I still shake my head at Democrats because I'm not there, as you know. I was never a fan of the Bush-Cheney presidency whatsoever. That's what really got me to lean more left but I, it's it's amazing to hear Democrats say, "Well, you know, really, he wasn't so bad." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, 2004, really? I mean, I, I, it, it just, that makes me shake my my head. You know, Bill Clinton had a little honeymoon right there after. Oh, well, you know, he was, yeah, he cheated on his wife. Um, Reagan, you know, I think we forget about how much he got criticized, but you know, and right. c- kind of how hot it was. But we all look fondly on him. And now Jimmy Carter's right. got rock and roll president documentaries going with him. Right? It's just, right. it's kind of crazy.
0: Well, and I think uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, I think, largely uh, resurrected his reputation by his post-presidency actions. Just a charitable person and uh, doing a lot to help people after he was president. Sure. and so I don't think, there's not too many people who look back and think, oh yeah, the Carter years were actually pretty good, um, but they just think Jimmy Carter's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and maybe that's to some extent true of the other presidents as well. I think with Bill Clinton, they think, oh, the Bill Clinton years are pretty good, he's just not a good guy. So,
1: <laughs> that's um, a great, that is a great analogy, yes. I mean,
0: yeah. and well, I would say, you know. One or the other going yeah. for you, right? You know, uh, but uh, you know, Trump is not going to be Mr. Charity in his post-presidential uh, life, and um, I, so I, you know, that he loses that opportunity to, to resurrect sort of his image. And, and, uh, now that, you know, I, again, I think now that his accomplishments are going to take backstage, uh, it's, it's going to be looked back as, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, criticism of this presidency, I think in the future, looking back, um, again, some of it very fair and, uh, and a lot of it unfair as well, but it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, it's, a. It's gonna be an interesting time here. It's gonna we'll talk more about the policies that'll be proposed and you know most likely pass and I'm sure they'll do it through a lot of budget re- resolution stuff and you know not have to worry about the sixty vote threshold. It's just gonna kinda of go and that's gonna be a whole other topic to talk about. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Gardner, thanks so much for your time as always.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Derek. And when we talk again, let's also talk about uh Bison football and the prospect of FBS That's starting to get some traction and I'd
1: love to talk to you about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, February football coming up. It's a yep. weird thing, isn't it? Yep. Uh, you bet. We shall see. All right. All right. Talk to you soon.
0: Take care. Thank Met you.
1: Dr. Baumgartner again, Dr. Jeff Baumgartner from North Dakota State University with us here on couch potato radio. He's part of the political science, criminal justice department. And always fun to talk about the sport of politics with him.